0: You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. Today, we are talking about quiet, too quiet. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most And have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Welcome in. What should I say? I should say something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Uh, I love to be silly sometimes. So, there are things happening in my life. Of course. Every one of us has things that are shifting and evolving in our lives all the time, and they can be at various paces and rates of change. Oddly enough, I have been in a quiet period. What do I mean by that? Well, a few things have been happening or not happening, (laughs) as the case may be. I um, recently changed roles and... At the same time, a project that I have been heavily focused on for several years has come to a close, and I am a little bit of a fallow period, waiting for my new role to really ramp up, and it's just been a quiet period. I work with people around the world, and Europe tends to take a good chunk of time off in the summer. And with this project, it was taking up so much of my time and focus and just mental energy. There were hours and hours I would spend working on this every week. And because I've decided to pretty much just, there have been some things where I said, you know what, the results aren't what I am expecting to get. I'm going to stop and I'm not going to start anything right away. The whole reason this podcast episode came about is you know, obviously, it's the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. And we talk more about the stress part than the fun part, because life is busy. And life is, busy is a mindset. Busy is a way to describe life. But by and large, life is full of responsibilities. It's full of opportunities. We very often find ourselves more in the mindset and experience of busy or having a full calendar and to-do list than not busy or quiet or a small to-do list. And I have been a little bit surprised, given all the work that I've done on my own life, how uncomfortable it has been to be quiet, to be to have a lot of open space, not just in my calendar, but again in my mind. When I closed this project out, I did not realize how much of my identity, how much um, I would just kind of think about it if I was walking the dog. There was so much energy that was being used in my mind to process the cognitive work of this project, much less the impact it's had on my schedule. What has been really helpful is is recognizing like this project that I decided to stop it it had gotten to the point where I was like I'm not really seeing the results I've been working on this I've been putting a lot of time attention money into this and I'm just not seeing the return on investment that I want I was starting to feel really uncomfortable like well I can't just stop can I yeah I can just stop then I got to a point where I was like just stop the freaking car and let me breathe Do you ever feel that way in your life about things that it's just, um, there's just a part of you that needs space? The work I was doing on this project was no longer aligned with my priorities, and I didn't have anything to replace it with. I asked myself, please, please, Lisa, avoid filling the gap. I don't know about you, but when I'm in an awkward silence, there's a hole created When something busy ends or is stopped or is on pause, it can be so tempting to just fill that gap and make yourself busy again so you have that satisfied, familiar, anxious, busy feeling. We are so conditioned to be busy. One of my favorite phrases, even as a young person, was, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean when i worked in, in jobs in in high school the managers just adored me because i always felt like the downtime meant this is the time to clean you can wipe down a counter you can restock something you can there's always something you can be doing i really liked being a powerhouse of productivity i really liked feeling like oh yes i'm definitely earning my keep here whether it was for paid work or just around the house i Learned to really love working hard, always, my whole life. I don't think there's a time, honestly, where I didn't love being in motion and doing things and working. And then over the years, I learned how to work really, really efficiently. And then I learned how to tell the difference between being really results-oriented and being busy. I know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, if you're um, familiar with my work, And even what I said earlier, busy is largely a mindset. It is largely the way we talk to ourselves about what we're doing. And when I started being more focused on is the effort yielding the results commensurate with the effort, I started to be much more discretionary about what I was doing and how I was talking about it. I learned how to tell a story about my life that honored my efforts, without causing stress or one upping. You know, there's kind of this socially condoned busy game. How are things going? People answer, oh, you know, busy, whatever. Nobody's getting gold stars at the end of life for how often they told someone else they were busy. <laughs> one of the other things that has come out of of my own evolution is that I really can relax. I can turn off the buzzes and the beeps of the world um I can walk away from social media for long stretches of time or permanently as it comes to find out. I can drive alone in the car without diversion. But the quiet that comes from not having a big goal driving my life, you know that fun project that takes my time and focus and dreaming. <sighs> Not having a big goal in my life feels really, really uncomfortable. It's my frontier. (laughs) And this idea that I can have really, really quiet periods in my life, woof, that is different for me. I don't know if even listening to me talk about it, you know, we live in a world of too much to do. And to have periods of not enough to do or no more to do, it is a very big shift in velocity. It's kind of like if you've ever been laid off from a job or you've had a relationship that terminated suddenly and unexpectedly, you go from being like 100 miles per hour to zero in a moment. You know, I've... um have been laid off from a job. There was a reduction in force due to changes in the market. And, you know, you go from meetings, 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 calls, and like very, very active and like very, you feel very important. And then all of a sudden you wake up and there's none of that to go to. And it's really uncomfortable to go from busy, 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 or full, 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 or going, going, you know, productive, get making results, to nothing, and I started to notice as I was thinking about how uncomfortable I have been with the quiet that has been created by some of my choices. I started to notice all of the micro ways I avoid silence—not microwave, as in a way to cook food, but itty bitty ways that I would choose to avoid silence. Maybe on a team call when everyone's joining. Um, Sometimes I feel like I should be keeping the conversation going. Same thing in elevators. I constantly feel like I should be doing something, saying something, you know, contributing. (laughs) So maybe you, like me, have been in moments where you needed to stop and get quiet. Sometimes literally. And I was thinking, so how could I help my listeners if they too are uncomfortable with quiet periods, with less activity, less motion, less to do? And here are my three suggestions for all of us. First, avoid the urge to distract yourself or to fill the gap with a new project or goal. Go ahead, get follow. Two, invite yourself To browse. And three, practice the art of waiting. All right, let's talk about each one and we'll really dive into it. The first one is pretty obvious, avoiding the urge to distract or fill the gap with a new project or goal. I think we are so encouraged, especially anyone who's interested in improving themselves, whatever that means we're so encouraged to have goals. I even remember um, following people who were like, at the start of the year, have goals for all of the areas of your life. You know, optimize, you know, set a goal, measure your progress, you know, be as productive and optimized as possible all the time. And so in this case, when I I decided that I was doing a lot of slowing down on this project, slowing down, evaluating my results. And when I just decided, you know what, this is no longer for me. I am just going to stop. No explanations, no justifications, no drama. This chapter is closed. And I asked myself, please just, just be in the no project for now. There are a few things, projects that have been waiting in the wings, and it was just so tempting to try to pivot all of that time and energy into, instead of really sitting with the ending of the project, for me, as it related to this very big project that I have spent years working on, I realized that avoiding the urge to distract myself or fill the gap gave space for grieving in fact, I've been talking about that on the podcast. I just did an episode on navigating endings. I wouldn't have given myself that beautiful opportunity to grieve if I had just jumped from one thing into the next. Two, invite yourself to browse. <laughs> I actually was talking to a friend of mine who is is, is navigating endings of their own and was talking about one of the things that can be um uh, enjoyable about a fallow period and this isn't the same as distracting yourself is just saying you know like maybe this is the time to just go you know yeah. walk about the world either intellectually or literally go to you know just new things maybe read a couple of books you wouldn't have normally read watch something different, listen to a podcast on an entirely different topic. One of the things that I have made a surprisingly concerted effort in this year, and it wasn't really by design, it was by accident. I, I mean, I was talking to myself early in the year about, you know, conversationally activated serendipity. How could I have conversations? But along the way, um, part of that desire to... Bring a little more serendipity into my life by having interesting conversations. I also started to realize, you know, there's a whole big world, and a lot of people are interested in things I don't know anything about. So I just started browsing. It's kind of like a a, a virtual and real world equivalent of just going to a bookstore or a library and just walking around and just you know pulling some different things off the shelf. Three. Practice the art of waiting. Are you good at waiting? I have often thought that I've actually become very good at the art of waiting. I can stand online anywhere without pulling out my phone, encouraging silence. And it can be different when you practice the art of waiting as it comes to a calendar that's half as full as it used to be or a quarter as full as it used to be? If I say that, do you feel a little twinge of anxiety? As I say it, I feel a little twinge of anxiety. Practice the art of waiting. I have recently taken on a new role and I report to a new person, but somebody that I've worked with for several years. I went to them and said, ah, things have gotten quiet. Like it got really quiet. And I thought maybe it's just seasonal. And I don't want to overcommit and then regret <laughs> volunteering for other things. But I, I I have a couple of things I could be working on, process improvement or other things. It was interesting. They were supportive about not just filling up my schedule to get me back at baseline, which my baseline is doing a lot. I can carry a lot. And so this has been a new way for me to practice the art of waiting Between the project that would take in my non-working hours, a lot of hours, and just saying, nope, we're done, and literally liberating hours a week, and then in this new role of realizing, ah, as the transition is happening, I have this fallow period, this is inviting me to practice the art of waiting in a very different way. I get very, very nervous when I am not over-allocated. And maybe there's other ways I can serve. That has been an interesting practice. So that's it. That is the way I'm handling my quiet period. It's challenging my self concept in some interesting ways. I can tend to be a little bit impatient. I can tend to be a little bit chatty. I can tend to be someone who's on the move. (laughs) It's kind of funny because even around my house, you know, like uh, my kids will kind of laugh at me because I'm always like being silly and doing little dances and, you know, being kind of awkward all up in their spaces. (laughs) This quiet period, um... It's just so atypical for me. People tell me, I don't know how you do it all. And I'm like, oh, you know, you just do, you just do the things. And I, I like having fullness and activity and interests and a lot of things that I'm pursuing and to be someone who is saying, less, stop, don't replace it yet, please. It is time to have the void It's a very new way of experiencing myself as a person. It's inviting me to practice trusting myself. I'm experiencing boredom and quiet and awkward emptiness. And it's exactly the right thing for me to be right now. It is time for me to be more than do. And that's my invitation for you this week. Consider your relationship with quiet in different areas of your life. I noticed that my quiet tolerance, the lack of project investment of time and energy is different in different areas of my life. Huh, how interesting. What can you learn about your relationship to mental quiet, social quiet, Schedule quiet, work quiet, or other types of quiet. Like, what would it be like? I always like to play the game, you know, if you had 48 hours a day, what would be different? Let's play another game this week. If you had nothing to do for three months and you couldn't just fill it up with a bunch of things, what... Would it be like? Would you think it was blissful? Or would there be a part of you that felt that little anxiousness that I have been experiencing and managing for myself? Get to know yourself this week. See where you invite or avoid quiet and why. It was so delightful to be able to share my experience with you. It's my hope that It is useful in some way for you. Maybe you too have a tough time with big blocks of quiet. But maybe this will inspire you to think about it a new way. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.